Hey everybody, welcome back to the Charge of the Finish podcast. My name is Michael, and today we are going to be doing the part two of what our defense is going to look like, only this time we're going to look at what it's going to look like on the stat sheet. Now I also, to start the video off, we're going to be doing a comparison to the 2020 Chargers defense versus the 2020 Rams defense. Now of course I'm going with the Rams defense because Brandon Staley, our new head coach, was the defensive coordinator for the Rams and he is going to be directly involved with our defense. So we're going to start out there, get us the starting point. And then I'm also going to go with the whole team and I'm also going to go with four individual players. And then I'm going to go to the next phase, which is what I think those four individual players are going to do in the next season. I'm also going to do just a quick whole team. I, I may not do every single stat for the team because some are a little more difficult to to guesstimate than others, but I will do my best. I might give a rough estimate. I'll be a little more accurate with the individual players, so without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Alright, so let's start by comparing the 2020 Chargers to the 2020 Rams. I also included each each uh, category's NFL rank for each team, the Rams and Chargers. So let's get started with the passing yards. So for the Chargers, they gave up 3,717 passing yards, which actually ranked 5th in the NFL, so they did pretty well there. Uh, the Rams only gave up 3,401 passing yards, which was 2nd in the NFL. So both teams were top five. They did very well there. Then we move on to passing touchdowns. So for the Chargers, they gave up 29 touchdowns through the air. That was 21st in the league. The Rams only gave up 17, which was first in the league. So uh, there's a bit of a difference gap there that needs to be filled. We gave up too many touch. Didn't give up a whole lot of yards, but we gave up a lot of touchdowns, so that needs to be fixed. And interceptions, the Chargers got 12, which was tied for 14th in the league, and the Rams only got got 14, which was tied for 12th actually. So around the same, and given the amount of pressure that the Rams were getting, and the amount of, versus the amount of pressure that the Chargers were getting, which we'll get to in a little bit. The fact that we're only two behind is actually kind of encouraging. Uh, we'll move on to the next one, which is passer rating. So the passer rating for the Chargers, they gave up a passer rating of 91.4, which was 14th in the league. So a little bit above average, right around average with the league. And the Rams gave up a passer rating of 80.4, which was second in the league. So what was throwing the Chargers one up higher was all the touchdowns they gave up. They gave up only, they got two less picks, and they got the fifth most, uh, fifth least yards in the NFL, but they got a 14th ranked uh, pass rating was because they gave up 29 touchdowns. So that'll throw that all out of whack. So now moving on to sacks. So the Chargers only had 27 sacks which was 24th in the league, so well in the bottom part of the league. The Rams, however, gave up 53, or not gave up, they had 53 sacks, which was second in the league. So very big difference there. 
Again, it was Gus Bradley's 4-3, rush the same four, don't blitz ever kind of scheme and hope it works versus Brandon Staley's new more complex fronts, multiple fronts, and kind of just what we talked about last time. And of course, having Aaron Donald does not at all hurt in that. So next, we're going to go to completion percentage. The Chargers actually had the edge in this one. The Chargers gave up a, gave up a completion percentage of 62.6%, which is actually fourth in the league. So again, we did well in the, in the passing game, except for the passing touchdowns. The Rams gave up 63.3%, which was eighth in the league. So the Chargers had the edge there, actually, which was kind of nice. So next we're going to go to passing yards, passing plays of 20 yards or more. The Chargers again were we did not do too bad in this category. We were we gave up 44 play, plays of 20 yards or more, which seems like a lot, but it was it was tied for 6 with the NFL though. The Rams gave up 36 plays of 20 yards or more, which was tied for first. So the Rams again had that had us beat there. However, we were still tied for 6th in the NFL, which I will take all day long. Now, here's the one that really is going to set us all set us apart from the Rams. This is passing plays of 40 yards or more. The Chargers gave up 10 plays of, of 40 yards or more, which was 25th in the NFL. Want to know what the, why we have the 5th most... We gave up the 5th least amount of yards. We have the 4th best completion percentage for the defense yet we gave up 29 touchdowns well the 10 plays of 40 plus yards are why i'm willing to bet most of them have went for touchdowns if not all of them the rams had four plays of 40 yards or more which was tied for first again the rams would did very well against the big plays the chargers did not that was the biggest difference between each of each of these teams was the big play uh, the big play Stopping ability, I'll say that for lack of a better term. The big play stopping ability was the biggest difference in the passing game for these teams. Because, I mean, you can look through. They only had about 300 more yards, which if you divide that between 16 games, that's really not much. It was fifth and, and second in the league. Interceptions, they were only two apart. Sacks was a big difference that we need to correct. That was also going to attribute to injuries and all things like that. Pass ratings is because the touchdowns were so high. Completion percentage, we actually had them on. Uh, plays of 20 plus yards. We There's a little bit of a difference, but not too much. Again, we were six. I will take that in the league. And in the best, with the best of the best, we were tied for six. I'll take that. That is the, the stat that really needs to change. We need to defend the deep ball, especially in a division with Patrick Mahomes. So we play him twice a year. We need to defend the deep ball much better. So now moving on, we are going to go ahead and start with the rushing stats. So rushing yards given up by the Chargers were 1,917, which was 18th in the league. So a little below average, but not as bad as I thought, honestly. I thought it'd be a little worse. The Rams, however, only gave up 1,460, which was third. So the Rams were top three in both rushing yards given up and passing yards given up. 
they were able to do both with the team they had, and the year before, they were getting gashed by the run. And they had similar plays, if I remember. They had Aaron Donald still in the middle, but they were still getting gashed up the middle by runs up the middle. Brandon Staley did something and changed all that. Again, kind of similar things we discussed in the last video. Rushing touchdowns given up, we the Chargers gave up 17 in 2020, which was 19th. So again, below average. That's about where I thought it would be. I didn't think we gave up too much, but I knew we gave up quite a bit. The Rams gave up 12, which was 5th in the league. So again, they were really good scoring defense. They were really good with yards. I wonder they lost any games really with this defense, but that just kind of shows you how that offense did last year. Yards per rush in the average. So the Chargers gave up an average of 4.49 yards of run, which was 16th in the league. So again, right in the middle. The Rams gave up 3.76 uh, yards a carry, which was third in the NFL. So we didn't give up too many big plays in the, in the passing game relatively. We did a bit, though, in the run game. So, of rushes of 20 yards or more, the Chargers gave up 13, which was 26 in the league. That is... That is alarming. That's the alarming part. And for the Rams, for rushes of 20 yards or more, they gave up 2, which was first in the league. And this one really doesn't mean much. This if it's uh, rushes of 40 yards or more, the Chargers gave up one, and the Rams gave up none. So Rams were tied for first. We were tied for eighth. I mean, it's not much really there. So the next stat I have is fumbles recovered. I decided to go with fumbles recovered because ultimately that's really what you're looking for. You want to recover the you want fumbles recovers. You can cause them all day, but if we really don't get any back then it's not really helping your team. This is the stat I feel like that helps the team the most. So the Chargers recovered seven fumbles, which was 22nd in the league. And the Rams get, uh, excuse me, the Rams recovered eight, which was 18th in the league. So turnovers weren't the Rams specialties, but you couldn't move the ball on them anyway, so who cared? Next, I have red zone efficiency. So the red zone, this is touchdown percentage. So this is both rushing and passing. This is just the percentage in the red zone. Chargers were actually in the top 10 here. And they also, again, in this stat, they beat out the Rams. So for the red zone touchdown percentage, for the Chargers was 58.18%. So only 58.18% of the time they were in the red zone, that the opponent scored a touchdown. That was, t that was ninth in the league. And the Rams were 59.62%, which was 12th in the league. I also found this stat, because the website I found on here, uh, the, they had a split between home and away games. And the difference for the Chargers wasn't too bad. It was like 50% at home, 60% at away. It was something like that. It wasn't too drastic. But the Rams was pretty drastic. At home, the Ram and the red zone uh, touchdown percentage at home games for the Rams was 
So you weren't scoring a touchdown at SoFi Stadium last year. But away, if you face the Rams in your own home stadium, you if you got in the red zone, you had an 85.17% chance to score. I thought that was interesting and something of a note here. So it that's that's kind of shocking to me, honestly. That the that jump. But regardless, that those are the team stats for the 2020 Chargers and the 2020 Rams. Kind of just the starting point and kind of see how much different we are from the Rams. The biggest differences I see are the touchdowns, the big plays, and the rushing defense. The rushing defense is definitely, we all know, is an area of concern. However, I discussed last time how I think he's going to attack it. But this kind of just shows you where we're at with that. But again, the biggest thing I see is big plays. Because those big plays, if we limit those, we can limit those touchdowns and we can get closer to where we need to be. And also, pressure. We just need to get more pressure. With A team with Joey Bosa should not be the 24th ranked team in terms of sacks. It, it just shouldn't happen. Alright, so... Now we're going to go ahead and move on to individual players. And I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to compare them to who I think they're going to be versus uh, the Rams like uh, from last year. So, like, Michael Davis and Jayla Ramsey, I have them being compared together, and we'll go from there. So we'll start with them. So, the number of times they were targeted in 2020, Michael Davis was targeted 104 times versus Jalen Ramsey's 71. Obviously, you're going to target Michael Davis more than you would Jalen Ramsey, because if you target Jalen Ramsey enough, he is going to make you pay. Just plain and simple. That's just how it works. He's Jalen Ramsey. Number of catches allowed. So, Michael Davis allowed 63 catches. So, not too bad, especially from where he was. And Jalen Ramsey allowed 36 catches. Right about where we think he should be. So percentage-wise, if you targeted Michael Davis, you had a 60.6 completion percentage. Which was pretty good. That's actually about around his average for his career. It's been He's been hanging around 60-59. That's where he's been hanging around. But this year, he had over double, over double the targets that he had previously. So he already so he doubled his he doubled the amount of times he was targeted, yet his completion percentage still stayed the same, which is a good sign that means okay, he isn't it wasn't just because he was targeted only 60 times. It was okay, he can consistently do this when he's being with under heavy workflow. Jalen Ramsey allowed a 50.7% completion percentage. Again, that you have the pressure that was being put on and just the fact that Jalen Ramsey is a better corner than Michael Davis is. I'm not even going to try to dispute that. Jalen Ramsey is just a better corner. He's one of the best in the league. Just plain and simple. So now we're going to go to yards allowed. Michael Davis allowed 724 yards on 63 catches. Again, a bit of a step up from where he was. Uh, Jalen Ramsey only allowed 345. Again, Jalen Ramsey's just a better corner. Like that, it's a big difference. But also, you you also have to put it in perspective. If you give Jalen Ramsey, 
minimal pressure like the Chargers were giving, and you gave him what was that, 33 more targets, he might have some. He would be have a, he would have a few more yards added to that. Touchdowns allowed. Uh, Michael Davis only gave up three, and Jalen Ramsey only gave up two. So they're pretty even there. Again, the red zone defense for the Chargers was a bit, a little bit better in terms of touchdowns. They were able to kind of clamp down on it when they needed to, which was good. And, it's, and this also shows me that with those 29 touchdowns, Michael Davis was not really the problem there. He was holding his own as our number one corner, especially later in the year when he was our established number one corner with Casey Hayward out and Chris Harris just moving all across the field. Interceptions, uh, Michael Davis had three to Jalen Ramsey's one. Again, you're not going to target Jalen Ramsey as much as Michael Davis because if you target him enough, Jalen Ramsey will make you pay. And Michael Davis, a lot of quarterbacks seem to be more confident throwing to him. However, with three interceptions, he did make them pay. So altogether, the, he, uh, Michael Davis, that is, gave up a passer rating of 79.2. So a pretty solid year. He held his own. He did what he could. And again, that was with minimal pressure and not a lot of help from um, his safeties or, well, not really a lot of help in general. Uh, Jalen Ramsey gave up a 68.1 passer rating, which, of course, he's one of the best in the league. He's going to have an elite level passer rating. Pass deflections. Michael Davis, again, led Jalen Ramsey because he was targeted more, of course with 14 to 9. So 14 pass deflections to 9 pass deflections in favor of Michael Davis. Again, because he was targeted 33 more times, you do expect him to have a few more, especially if he is a starter. So overall, again, this is kind of just a base of where we're starting, kind of where I'm getting some numbers from. I've got most of the numbers I'm getting are from either NFL.com, I got some from ESPN, and I also, most of the numbers, especially uh, the more what they, they call them advanced stats, I got from Pro Football Reference. Uh, that's actually a very handy site if you want to know a little bit more about the game, if you want to kind of dig deep or just have a question of like, oh, how many times was so-and-so targeted or so-and-so did this, it might be on Pro Football Reference, not Pro Football Focus, Pro Football Reference. Pro football reference. There we go. Uh, it helped me out a lot when I was doing while I was doing this. So moving on, we're gonna now go ahead and do our star pass rusher versus their star pass rusher from last year. Of course, meaning Joey Bosa for the Chargers and Aaron Donald for the Rams. So tackles, they uh, Joey Bosa had 39 to Aaron Donald's 45. In, sa in terms of sacks, you had uh, 7.5 for Joey Bosa and 13.5 for Aaron Donald. Of course, he was number two in sacks last year, only behind T.J. Watt and defending uh, Defensive Player of the Year for the third time. Tackles for loss. Joey Bosa actually had one more. 15 to Aaron Donald's 14. Pressures, they tied both with 45. Uh, forced fumbles. Uh, Joey Bosa didn't have any last year. Aaron Donald had four. 
Now this is the unique one that actually is. So for the most part, these stats are pretty well aligned except for the force fumbles and the sacks. Most of them are actually pretty similar. Here's the biggest difference between them though. So Aaron Donald last year played 865 snaps in the regular season. Joey Bosa played 459. He missed, I want to say it was five games last year due to concussions. And I believe earlier in the season he was dealing with a tricep injury. Those stats are awfully similar except for the two. And he played just about half the snaps as Aaron Donald did. Now he's going to be playing in the same system as Aaron Donald. That actually should get a lot of people excited. Because now you see, okay, Aaron Donald did all these. But statistically, Joey Bosa was not very far behind. Joey Bosa should be able to explode in this defense if he stays healthy. Alright, so we're going to move on to the third player here. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to compare Jerry Tillery to Morgan Fox. These guys are both interior pressure pressure pieces. They are, well, they're both D-tackles. They're just both guys that are just the interior pass rushers. Jerry Tillery should be our best interior pass rusher. And Morgan Fox is, going to, is their best interior pass rusher. Interior pass rusher not named Aaron Donald. So tackles, Jerry Tillery beat Fox out by three with uh, 30 tackles to 27. Sacks, Jerry Tillery only had three, which was a step up from his uh, rookie year. Uh, and Morgan Fox had six. Tackles for loss, Jerry Tillery had three, uh, and Fox had eight. So apparently Tillery likes threes. Except for, the, for, except for pressures, because pressures... Tillery again had more here. He had 22 pressures, which was a giant leap from his rookie season, where I want to say he didn't even have five. And Morgan Fox only had 13. So there was a lot of instances where, where Jerry Tillery was this close, just that much closer, and he but he was getting in the guy's face. So he was this close to getting a sack, or he hit the quarterback after, but he was this close. Force fumbles, uh, again, Jerry Tillery had uh, beat out Fox here with 2-1 to one in favor of Tillery. Here is the biggest difference. Jerry Tillery had, had, was on the field 747 times. Fox was only on the field 403 times. So with 300 more snaps, Joey, or not Joey Bosa, Jerry Tillery did all that compared to Fox. Now, Jerry Tillery is a guy a lot of Chargers fans are excited about, including myself. I do think that he's the prime for a breakout season because I believe I mentioned this in my last video. He will actually have an entire offseason program to work with. He will have a new coaching staff that can actually utilize him correctly like he did with Fox uh, and he did with um, Brockers, who is now in Detroit. But I am excited to see what Jerry Tillery can do in this system. But that's again, this is just a base of where we're starting from with Tillery versus Fox from last year. 
And our final player we're going to go ahead and compare from last year is Nazir Adderley, another guy that Chargers fans are really excited to see with John Johnson. All right, so if you thought the Tillery versus Fox was, was a bit ugly, well, here comes the really ugly one, unfortunately. So in terms of tackles, Nazir Adderley had 69 tackles. John Johnson had 105. Now, these two were also used very differently last year. John Johnson, yes, he is a free safety. He did help in the deep third. However, with their scheme, they had their safeties going more down towards the line of scrimmage and kind of just jumping those routes instead of going back and helping out their corner, which was Jalen Ramsey, who was play, always playing the deep guy. So he had more chances to make tackles versus Adderley. However... Adderley still had a few missed tackles that he had to deal with. He was, again, dealing with a shoulder injury, according to what his interview with Char uh, Chargers Unleash. So, moving on with his stats, the uh, number of times he was targeted, he was only targeted 31 times, compared to John Johnson's 68. So, he was targeted less, again, uh, John Johnson was playing more downhill, and he was kind of getting to where... Pretty much going to where the action was, as opposed to Nazir Adderley, who was just the backup, essentially. Having said that, the number of catches allowed, Nazir Adderley allowed 22 catches versus John Johnson's 47. Now, here's where you really see the difference between them. So, the number of catches for Nazir Adderley, like I said, was 22 versus 47 for John Johnson. Nazir Adderley gave up 345 yards on 22 catches versus 300 yards on 47 catches. Again, that has to do with their style and how they used them. John Johnson and the other safeties were going downhill, trying to make a play, where it kind of get in the middle of everything, while Nazir Adderley was more back in the deep third, so when he got beat, he usually got beat deep. And here comes the really ugly part. Touchdowns given up. I'll start with John Johnson this time. John Johnson didn't give up a single touchdown last year. Again, that probably has to do with the playing style. He went more downhill as opposed to back. Nazir Adderley gave up six. And I'd be willing to bet you half, if not all, of those six touchdowns were part of that ten, of those 10 60-plus yard touchdowns, or not 60, 40-plus yard touchdowns that were given up last year. So that, and to round them off as in, at interceptions, they each tied with one. So now going to completion percentage, we'll go with that one next. Um, Nazir Adley gave up a 71% completion percentage, and John Johnson gave up a 69.1 percentage. So... Not too far apart, but however, you give given the amount of the difference between the targets, it is a little alarming. So now, passer rating. John Johnson had a passer rating of 71.9. And to put that in perspective, Michael Davis had a 79.1. And Jalen Ramsey had a 68.1.
And all those, I will take any of those three, the 71.9, the 79.1, and then Jalen Ramsey's I'll take all day long. Nazir Adderley's passer rating given up with 133.7. He was obviously one of our weak links in the secondary last year. Whether it was because he didn't have a full offseason, he, well, it was his redshirt, se- redshirt season, or his first full season playing. Whether it was because of that, was because of Derwin James not being there, and others, other secondary members being hurt. I, it could be a number of things, however, it is still shocking when you see that. And pass deflections, Nazir Adley had three, John Johnson had eight. Again, with the difference in targets, you expect John Johnson to have more. So those are just the comparisons with the team and the four players in Nazir Adderley, Terry Tillery, Joey Bosa, and Michael Davis. All right, so next, now let's see, kind of just my prediction, my estimated guesses, my educated guesses on what I think each of those four players and our team as a whole, their stats are going to be for the 2021 season. So now it's time to look ahead into 2021. All right, so we'll go with the individual players first, then we'll end this video with the entire team. So first we'll start out with, we'll go ahead and start with Jerry Tillery. So tackles, I have him estimated around 45. Sacks, I have him going to six. I have him having six sacks with, this is again with a healthy team for the most part. So the consistent consistent pressure from both Chenin Owosu and Joey Bosa, as well as Linval Joseph, who had an insane amount of pressures last year. He didn't have a single sack, but he had an insane amount of pressures. So I see him having a good jump into six sacks this year, or this next year. Pressures, I see him having 30. He's jumped tremendously last year without any offseason, without any real coaching. Now he's going to be in a system that can utilize him. I see him being in the backfield a lot because I also have him having 10 tackles for loss and repeating with two forced fumbles. So overall, I see a big jump for Jerry Tillery. It's his third year. It's kind of getting to a make or break point here. This, With this system and how Brandon Staley can utilize his players, I do see a big jump for Jerry Tillery at Jerry Tillery as well as many NFL or many Charger fans do hope he gets. Excuse me. That many Chargers fan hopes he has. I do see him jumping here to, like I said, 45 tackles, 6 sacks, 30 pressures, 10 tackles for loss. I see him having a really big season, especially for his standards. Next, we're going to move on to the main man himself, Joey Bosa. Not to mention that we're also having 17 games instead of 16. So with the extra game, I can see them gaining a little bit of steam here. So keep that in mind. So I have the big guy on campus, Joey Bosa. Him having about 50 tackles. I have him having 13 and a half sacks, pretty much exactly what Aaron Donald did, because I see them working their entire front scheme around Joey Bosa. I also have 
We also have an extra game. Joey Bosa's best is 12 and a half sacks. So give him an extra game. I'm sure he can get an extra sack. Uh, pressures, I can see him getting 60. That seems like a lot, but his best is 54. And then he did, did that in 16 games. And now again, he's just going to have a better scheme to work around. Tackles for loss, I can see him having 20 because that's about what his career high is. And force fumbles, I can see him getting three. I can see those being three of his strip sacks. So overall, just Joey Bosa is becoming a beast, and he can should be in contention. Again, if he stays healthy, he should be in contention for Defensive Player of the Year. And so now we're going to move on to the secondary. We're going to start with Michael Davis. So I still see him being targeted a lot, especially in the beginning of the season where he doesn't, might not have the complete grasp of the new defense. So I have him targeted 90 times, so I do see him going down, but again, I see the pressure just getting to people. So I do see a completion, like around 50 completions, which is about a 55 completion percentage. I do accompany that with the added pressure and just the growth of Michael Davis himself. I do believe that he will make another step just by himself, and then I think the pressure on top of that that our defensive front should give should give all of our secondary members a huge boost. I see him giving up about 550 yards, which is about 11 yards a catch, which is about where the average is. I see him only giving up two touchdowns, so one better than he did last year, and I still see him getting about three picks. Because I do see him being targeted a lot, and I see a lot more sloppy sloppy footballs coming his way. So I do see him being able to take advantage of those, like he did against, uh, I believe it was Josh Allen against Buffalo, where he took that the pick. Uh, let's see. So I also see him having 16 pass deflections, which is another, uh, another career high for him. Passer rating, I see him having a 67.25. Now that one was better than Jalen Ramsey's was last year. However, I just see it, it has... I found the equation for completion, or not completion percent, for passer rating, and a lot of it has to do with how many times they're targeted, how many attempts they had against them. So, and with 90 targets, it's going to help his um, passer rating if he holds up to at least somewhat of these numbers. But like I said, I do see him being targeted a lot in the beginning of the season, I kind of see him kind of dying down around a few parts of the season. I don't see him being challenged a lot against a few different opponents. And also, again, I like I think I said this in the last video, I like a lot of the matchups he has, especially early in the season. Uh, against Washington, I don't see... They, they have that guy coming into his second year. I keep forgetting his name, so I apologize. I mean that with no disrespect to him. I see him... Maybe going through a sophomore slump, even with Fitzmagic. So I see Michael Davis being on him most of the game. Week 2, Amari Cooper, I'm not too afraid of. I do think Michael Davis can keep up with him, or C.D. Lamb if they go that route. Um, really week 3, I if he, I think he should be matched up, matched up on Tyreek Hill the entire game. Because he is the fastest corner we have, and he can keep up with Tyreek Hill. Uh, same thing with... With, uh, oh my goodness, what was the name? Ruggs, Henry Ruggs in week four. He's fast enough to keep up with him. 
So I do I like the matchups that Michael Davis has this year. I think he can step up and have some really good games. I don't necessarily think he's going to win every matchup he's going against because I do see like uh, Minnesota against Justin Jefferson or Adam Thielen. He's going to have trouble there because those are really really good wide receivers. Um, let's see. None others really come to mind. I would have to look at the schedule again. Uh, Cleveland, he might have some trouble with if Odell Beckham stays healthy, as well as Jarvis Landry. So I do see some trouble for him in this year. However, I do see a lot of matchups where I am confident that Michael Davis can hold his own. And so I will stick to these numbers. Maybe not all the way. Maybe a few more completions. The completion percentage goes up a little bit in the yards, maybe. But I do see him having a really good year. And again, with the passer rating, it's mostly because he was targ- I have him being targeted around 90 times. So now we're going to go to Nazir Adderley. So I still do expect him to be a little bit of a deep third guy. However, I also expect to see him more going downhill like the other safety uh, the safeties from uh, the Rams did last year. Kind of be a little more aggressive. So I have him have, have I have him making 75 tackles. So he does better there. He cleans up a few of his missed tackles that he had last year. I see him being targeted a lot more because again he'll be playing a little bit more downhill. So I have him being targeted about 40 times with com- about 27 completions for a 67.5% completion percentage. So a better completion percentage than last year. I uh, gave him up about 320 yards, so I do have him cleaning up that point. Again, I don't see him being too far in the deep third as much as he was last year, so I do see him kind of getting more shorter passes taken care of and wrapped up that way. This is the big difference. I only see him giving up three touchdowns, again, because I don't see him in that deep third. I expect him to be more downhill. But I do see him being in the deep third, so he will take some blame for some of those deep passes because he will just be there by design. And then I do see him having three interceptions. I do see him having a pretty decent year all overall, uh, giving up a passer rating of 85.5, which is a huge jump from, what was it, 133 points, 133 points something, the point seven. So, I mean, that goes from just a dumpster fire to very serviceable and with six pass deflections so I do see him making a good jump this year essentially to what would be his sophomore season because he had a redshirt season to start his career with injuries and again this is actually his first actual offseason he missed his entire rookie year to an injury and then with the pandemic last year, this is his first actual offseason, so he can actually learn how to play football in the NFL, which I think will benefit him greatly. And now he has a taste of what it's actually like to be in the NFL. And again, he has just a better scheme to go with and a better coaching staff who can actually learn how to utilize him. Alright, so with that being said, those are the individuals that I have. So now let's go ahead and go into the whole team what I think the whole team or at least around what I think they can do excuse me so I'm only going to go with I think it's only six categories 
passing yards, rushing yards, passing touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, sacks, and interceptions. So passing yards, I have us doing just a little bit better than we did last year. We're just around 3,600. We just had over 37. So I do see us eliminating more of the deep ball, but I do see us giving up a little bit more underneath, which I'm okay with. So the completion percentage might go up to just a tad, but if that, I'll take that over all the deep, then getting just bombs away, bombed away. Rushing yards, uh, I do see us improving. I see us giving up around 1,600 yards, which is better than 19. I would like to say we do better, and I wouldn't be surprised if we did too much worse, because I do see us making efforts scheme-wise to help out the run game. Unfortunately, I just look at the schedule, and I just see... I see Ezekiel Elliott, I see a good Washington run rushing attack, I see Josh Jacobs twice, I see Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbin, I, I, I can keep going on, Dalvin Cook, I, I can go on about the threats that I see on the running game, but I do see us kind of stiffening up a little bit, but I just see them just taking a, its toll on us. So it wouldn't surprise me if we were closer to 17, maybe reaching 1,800 rushing yards. But I just see, I just see the amount of talent in the running backs that we are going against. Saquon Barkley even is on that list. I almost forgot about him. This the the pure talent that we're going to go against is just going to, it's going to do its thing. I mean, we can't stop all of them. We may be able to hold a few off, but. At least one of those guys is going to gash us. It's just going to be how it is because we cannot keep all of them down. We just can't. We No defense can. I, I, I would love to see a defense. Maybe the 2000 Ravens, which I think is the best defense out there. They might be able to do it, but that's about it. Passing touchdowns, I see us making a good stride here because I see us eliminating a lot of the big plays, which led to a lot of touchdowns. So I see us having around 20. So we went from 29 to 20. So that is really good, especially considering we have the extra game. So, and now about rushing yards. Again, I, I see us doing a bit better, but overall I just see, I see us doing about 14 so we went from 17 to 14, so we gave up three less, which again is an improvement, but I just see with all the talent we're facing, it's just going to be rough. It really is going to be a bit rough to keep all of them down. So now we're going to move on to sacks. This one I actually see us having about 45 sacks. Yeah, I know I'm, I'm an optimist. I know I'm a bit of an optimist when it comes to the Chargers. But hear me out. So we have A, an extra game. We have Joey Bosa has 13 and a half. Jerry Tillery has six. I can see, <coughs> excuse me, Derwin James have a cup, have two or three. I can see Chris Rump having two or three. I can see Fackrell having about four. Altogether with his limit, even with his limited production, I can see nine coming from uh, Chenna Wosu. I can see a few coming from Kenneth Murray. I mean, I can see some people on this list. I have like a list of people who can actually have 
at least one or two sacks coming from either the secondary linebackers. I can see Drew Tranquil having a couple coming down there. I mean, I, I can see a good number of Chargers having sacks. It doesn't necessarily mean that I think, oh, we're just going to have like everyone has 10. No, I, I can see, okay, Joey Bosa has 13 and a half. Okay, well, then we have like five guys who have two or three sacks. And th- that can add up quickly. That can add up very quickly. And then the last category I have here for the team defense is interceptions. So before I say this, I want to point this out. So we were only two interceptions behind the Rams with about half the pass rush. They scheme that we got killed over the top. I mean, and just they were a scheme that pretty much didn't adjust to anything in the second half pretty much. Like that's where our downfall was. If you really want to know how bad our second half defense was, I encourage you to go look at, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Guilty as Charged. That podcast is on YouTube and a few other, I believe it's also on Spotify. Uh, they have an analyst, his name is Arjun, and he did a video not too long ago of just how bad, actually I believe the title was, why he's excited he's not going to cho- that the Chargers are not going to choke away any games anymore. It actually gives a really good look at just how bad the Chargers defense was in the second half versus how good the Rams was last year. So I, I encourage you to give that a listen and, and the Guiltiest Chargers podcast in general. It's just a good listen all the way around. But I do see with this new system, with overall better corners than the Rams did last year and kind of we did too, Casey Hayward, I will say, is better than Asante Samuel as of right now. However, Casey Hayward was gone for half the year. It seemed like uh, Chris Harris was gone for most or for five or six games himself. I mean, the only consistent one on the consistently on the field was Michael Davis. So again, if most of the guy our guys stay healthy and we get Derwin James back, it wouldn't shock me if we had about 18 interceptions. That's Three each from uh, Nazir Adderley and and Michael Davis. I can see Chris Harris having about four because he is the only one here familiar with this system. He played it in Denver. He's going to be moving all across the field. I can see him having a career f- a high four interceptions. I can see maybe Elohi Gilman gets one. I can also see... Um, Asante Samuel, he can get two or three, I'm sure. I can see one of our linebackers getting a surprise pick. I can see, not linebackers, our edge guys just dropping back and getting a surprise pick. I can see Drew Tranquil having one or two. I mean, I can can see. And also, again, with the pressure that I'm predicting, with 45 sacks, and I'm sure they're going to get pressure on him constantly, with that kind of pressure going at somebody, there's going to be some more sloppy footballs going through the air. And that's the perfect time for linebackers, safeties, corners, to anybody to just go and just get get the ball. There's going to be a lot more sloppy footballs going through the air because I see a lot more pressure going in the face of just, just our opposing quarterbacks. So I just see a lot of sloppy footballs going in the air and our guys being able to take advantage. So 18 is a little high. 45 is too. But again, with an extra game... And just an a upgraded system, 
And if everyone stays healthy, or at least our key players stay healthy, I just see no reason why we should have we shouldn't have 45 sacks and 18 interceptions. I see us being one of the better defenses in the league, especially passing wise. Again, rushing, I would like to say we are gonna be just fantastic. We're not gonna allow anyone any rushing touchdowns. But that's not gonna happen. We face too good running backs to shut all of them down. Do we shut some of them down? Probably. We can do probably we can probably. Especially if we get out into a lead and force their guys to throw, like I said with uh, my record prediction video, we force, let's say, Baker Mayfield to beat us, then that kind of eliminates Nick Chubb, except in the, maybe in the passing game and a Korean punt in the passing game. But I'm more comfortable with Baker Mayfield trying to beat us rather than having Nick Chubb beating us, because Nick Chubb will beat us. If Nick Chubb is forced to beat us, that means they're most likely ahead anyway. And that's what they want to do. So anyway, that's all I have on the whole team. And that's also all I have for individuals. So that's really all I have for you guys today. Uh, let me know what you guys think. Either on Twitter, Facebook, on my page. Um, just let me know what you guys think. If, I, if you think I'm nuts. If you think I'm about right in what, what I'm thinking. If you thought some of the stats I pulled up were interesting, if you didn't, some stats were surprising to you, just kind of let me know what you guys think, but that is all for me today, guys, so I appreciate all you guys tuning in here, and as always, I'll see y'all next time, and always, bolt up!